O'Reilly. Welcome to the No Spin News. Thursday, August 12, 2021. Stand up for your country. Summer, you get three more weeks of summer, really. Um, so I hope you enjoy it. Take some time off. You know, things are bad in this country right now. Um, but uh, I have a final thought that's going to put that into perspective tonight. So I hope you'll stick around for that. So let's go to uh, President Biden's schedule. It's always a thriller, as you know. Uh, 11.15, uh, President delivered remarks on Build Back Better. That must have been thrilling. And then he went back to Delaware. All right, he went back to Delaware. And uh, I guess he's been there to Delaware, I don't know, 12, 13, 14, 15 times. Um, so you can come back to me and drop the uh, slide. Thank you. Um, you know, he's... He's been back to Delaware a lot. But if you had a nice beach house south of Rehoboth, you'd be going to Delaware in the summer, too. Problem is that Mr. Biden really doesn't work very hard. And there are a lot of complicated situations going on. And he's not dealing with any of them effectively. I mean, giving remarks to a few people who are just like this, that's not really work. Okay? So I'm going to run down five, six major problems that the President of the United States is not dealing with effectively at all in any way. And then I'm going to basically pivot into what about the 80 million plus people who voted for this man? Are they disenchanted? So what I'd like you to do over the weekend is that you know people voted for Biden. I mean, I do. And then just politely ask them, you know, are you happy with the performance here? Now, they'll say they hate Trump, he's better than Trump, all of that. Just let that go, all right? Don't, don't even engage, because it doesn't get us anywhere. It doesn't advance the story. But I would like to know if they're happy with Biden or not, anecdotally. And then you tell me what they say. You don't have to identify them or anything. The bill at BillOReilly.com. Bill at BillOReilly.com. Name in town, as always. But that's a very interesting thing to me. Are you happy about this? This is shaping up to be a major disaster, as we reported yesterday, when the Washington Post, which hasn't ever in its existence endorsed a Republican candidate for president, when the Washington Post writes an editorial saying, look, the board is a disaster and this could cause the party a loss next year in the midterms. When they do that, that's a signal that things aren't going well. All right, let's run it down. So gas prices are... Probably the biggest thing, because even the dimmest American, the dumbest, the slowest, the most dense, the most apathetic, if they're an adult, they got to put gas in a car. They want to go anywhere. All right? Now you're paying a lot more for gas. So they know this. Under Biden, paying a lot more than you paid on Trump. So Biden administration going, oh, this isn't good. And they know they're paying more for food. And they know they're paying more for everything. So here's what Joe Biden said yesterday. Go. I want to make sure that nothing stands in the way of oil price declines leading to lower prices for consumers. So today, my director of the, economic, the National Economic Council has asked the chair of the Federal Trade Commission to use every available tool to monitor the U.S. gasoline market and address any illegal conduct that might be, connect, might be contributing to price increases of the pump while the cost of barrel oil is going down. 
He could barely get that out. He was reading it. He could barely get it out. Now, the price of gasoline has jumped 42% according to the Labor Department since Biden's been in office, 42%. Now, Biden's right in the sense that oil companies fix prices all the time. I've been saying this for decades, for decades. And as soon as Biden came out when he was first elected and said, we're going to stop the Keystone Pipeline, we're going to stop the fracking, we're going to stop all fossil fuel stuff as much as we can, the oil company said, okay, this is going to be bad. So we're going to buy, raise prices as much as we can and get as much money stockpiled because they're going to go to electric cars and there's going to be a lot of trouble and we're not going to get the supply that we need in the USA. So let's get the money now. And that's why you saw this big flip up. So not only did Biden try to divert from this, and it's his fault. It's 100% his fault. Because as everybody knows, under Trump, we were energy independent. We'd have had this. We'd low gas prices relatively. Okay? So the Biden said, oh, I'm going I'm to find out who's cheating. Who, who's doing something illegal in this price fixing? Again, it's been going on for decades. Oil companies, they can manipulate prices, and they do. Will Biden find anything? No. Because he doesn't want to find anything. This is what they call a smoke screen. Tell people, oh, I'm, I'm going to investigate it. The same day, the Biden administration turns around and demands that OPEC produce more oil. Wait, wait, OPEC. All right. Those are the Arabs. We don't need their oil. Or we didn't. We had more than enough. We were exporting. And the reason that Biden cut off or tried to cut off the fossil fuel industry at the knees because of global warming. But now the same administration is going, oh, we need more oil, OPEC. You better start drilling it. Does this make any sense? Of course it doesn't. Does it make any sense at all? It's hypocritical. It's insane. Now, there's Biden on the beach, you know, in his little beach. Yeah. Does he even know? That this is hypocritical, that this is, you know, you severely limit U.S. oil production. Now you're demanding the Arabs produce more. It's the same world, Joe. It's the same gunk going in the air, dude. <laughs> Just, I mean, I, I'm, I feel sometimes I'm living in a parallel universe here because this is so crazy. The press mentions it, but there was an article in the Wall Street Journal on the op-ed page today saying this. And, and they're rolling their eyes at the Wall Street Journal the way I am going, is anybody putting this together, how insane the Biden energy policy is? I, I, I just don't know. So in his remarks yesterday, um, the president of the United States as you just saw, had, had trouble reading the teleprompter. But he also had trouble identifying one of his biggest allies. Go. Hopefully this makes people realize if, if the auto workers and the automobile executives can get together and form this kind of alliance, I think we're making some real progress. But thank you, Jennifer, for what you've done and continue to do. Well, there is no Jennifer. There is a Gretchen who's talking to Governor Gretchen Whitmer of Michigan. 
But he called her Jennifer because the previous governor was Jennifer Granholm, who I think is at CNN now saying dopey stuff. But again, this, I keep telling you, he didn't know that he misidentified Governor Whitmer. His mind and his, they're not in sync. The mind isn't in sync with the mouth. Now, I got a letter today from a guy. You know, you're making excuses for your life. Now you're making, you're saying you don't know what he's doing. And that's excuse. And you're, uh, you know, one of those letters. <laughs> Which I get every day, but that's fine. Now, I'm not making any excuse. I'm reporting the truth. The man's brain isn't linked to his mouth. Even when he's reading words off a page. Now, he wasn't reading the Jennifer thing. That was an ad lib. But he didn't hear it. So anybody could misidentify a person. I could. I do. But then you hear it. You go, I'm, I'm sorry, Gretchen. I, I called you Jennifer. I was thinking about Jennifer Granholm or whatever it may be. But I didn't even hear it. You see what I'm talking about? Okay. Now, here's a story that it kind of disturbs me. Um, American Express, I do business with them. A lot of business with them. And... Uh, I didn't know they were woke. I didn't know. I didn't know that the CEO, Stephen Squarey, is a far-left guy. I had no idea about that. They're pretty good as far as efficiency is concerned. And we do a lot of business with American Express. Okay? And I, and I don't have any problems with them. So then, yesterday, I hear... And of course, I checked everything out. That there is an anti-racism initiative being forced on sixty-four thousand American Express employees. Sixty-four thousand. They have to sit through critical race theory seminars. Now, let me give you an example. So, uh, a recent one featured a guy named Khalil Mohammed. He is the great-grandson of Nation of Islam founder Elijah Muhammad. Pretty bad guy. Elijah Muhammad, pretty bad guy. Ask Malcolm X. Okay? So his grandson, and you shouldn't demonize a grandson because his grandfather was a bad guy, teaches at uh, the Kennedy School at Harvard, my alma mater. And he is demanding, this Khalil Muhammad, that American Express have reduced costs for black customers. So therefore, if you got American Express Corps and you were black, your interest rate be lower than whites. That's racist, okay, flat out. But this was a guest that the CEO, again, Stephen Squarey, um, brought in to speak to the people. Now, in the seminars, the critical race theory seminars, the American Express employees are told that they have to rank themselves on privilege. So how much privilege do they have? Okay, so they map out, this is what they're asked to do in these seminars, you have to map out your race, sexual orientation, body type, religion, disability status, age, gender, identity, and citizenship, and put it down on an official company worksheet. You gotta write it down. 
to determine if you have any privilege. Now, I wouldn't do I That would it. I would have quit. I never in a million years do that. But some people need the money. They can't quit. But the American Express is demanding this, this happen. Okay? And then employees are asked to change their office behavior based on their privilege status. Now, this is downright frightening. This is what happens in a communist country. That the private companies are saying to their employees, you better do this or you're out. So if I said, if I were working and I was an American Express executive and I said, I'm not going to do it. I I think this is racist and I'm not putting down any of this information. I'm gone. Now, I can sue. And I hope if that happens to an American American Express employee, they do sue. I can bring a complaint to the Civil Rights Division. I can do that. And I hope they do. But this is so appalling and so shocking that I'm sitting here going, now we, I asked my staff to find out if any other corporation in the United States is doing this to the extent of American Express. Couldn't find any. Now we know there's wokeism and seminars and diversity, and critical race theory. We know it's floating, but not to this extent. So it's it very, very disturbing. And if we were living in a fair country, I don't know where American Express headquarters is. I think it's New York. And forget New York. They'll never do it. But if I were the governor of the state where the company was based, I would have my people all over it. All over it. And federal government should, too. Because people's rights are being violated who work for American Express. Yes, the company can do what it wants, but they can't punish you because of your skin color or gender identity. Well, I'm a man. No, 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 nope. Got to take a pay cut. You can't do that. So we're going to follow this story uh, with American Express. Any of you guys watching tonight who are employees, bill at billoreilly.com. I'll keep it quiet. Tell me what's going on. All right, I'm not going to use your name or anything like that. Okay, so all of this critical race theory and racial divisions driven by hate. That's what drives this. Um, There is a hate industry in this country. Many involved in the hate industry despise America and anybody who sticks up for America. So um, yesterday some Black Lives Matter demonstrators went to Manhattan to demonstrate outside of Fox. And they carried on, and we have the video, and uh, they did this, and they did that, and they chanted, and they held up pictures, and they did all kinds of terrible things. Now, this happened to me, but it wasn't Black Lives Matter. It was color of change. And they called me racist, demanded me fired, all, all of that. Happened to me when I was working at Fox. So I said, my investigators, people were paid. They said they were paid to be there. Now, I can't prove that. It's what they said. But this isn't a spontaneous thing. So the Black Lives Matter uh, demonstrators, um, they were out there. For what reason? Fox isn't going to change its editorial point of view because these idiots are in screaming and yelling. Not going to do it. Well, why are they there? Because they hate 
their country, and they believe that Fox News is more traditional than the others, and so they want to cause trouble. That's what they do. Now, that's part of the hate pipeline. Black Lives Matter, Antifa, yeah, on and on and on and on. And I'll put the far-right groups in there, too, because they don't love their country. They tell you they do, but the Proud Boys don't love their country if they are trying to, I don't know, foster violence in some cases, if they're trying to provoke. It's not how you do it. But on the far right, much, much, this. Most of this hate America is on the left. Progressive far left. That's where it is. So you got some organizations, Daily Beast, Huffington Post, BuzzFeed, Vice News. They're the four. They pick up the hate from where, and Twitter is where the hate lives. Okay? So these people tweet, and these four internet sites pick up that, and they spit it out. So a conservative commentator, traditional person, uh, the Twitter people attack personally, all that. And then these four, Daily Beast, Huffington Post, BuzzFeed, Vice News, pick it up and shove it out there. And then it gets picked up sometimes by uh, the so-called legitimate news agencies. Now, as far as corporate media is concerned, there are haters there. Not so many. Okay, most of these people, they pull back right from the abyss. But there are some people who genuinely despise the United States of America. Take a listen. The fabric of America is ripping and the lore of the country is crumbling. But a new generation of thinkers and leaders will piece her together again. And yet, as the rising majority expands, we battle the dinosaur of white supremacy that refuses to become extinct. When it comes to the racial history of this country, there's a real fight going on. Lots of Americans, particularly on the right, want the bedtime story. They're insisting on it. And so they're in a knockdown, drag out fight to shut down intellectual pursuits like critical race theory, which simply asks how our racial history intersects with the construction of our laws or journalistic historical reckonings like the 1619 Project. Too many people want to keep Americans blindly numb to the raw racial violence in our collective past. And so there is something that is there and you wonder about these old school attitudes and how they have always in many ways disproportionately impacted athletes of color, but in particular black people, because that's who we're talking about here. These uh, insurrectionists to go into the Capitol and endanger the life of people like Dianne Feinstein, who's like 85 years old, had to be hiding. I mean, it's outrageous. Uh, and I don't forgive yeah. Lindsey Graham. He can go on the floor of the Capitol and and cry his eyes out. He is part and parcel of this problem. So Behar is a hater, but not at the level of the other three. OK, she just hates anybody who's not a liberal. And she'll just use the platform that Disney, ABC News gives her to spew this hate every single day. The other three are genuine, sincere in their um, position that America is an evil country. All three of those women are very sincere. They believe it. I can't tell you why. I have always said I can't analyze the African-American experience. 
No white person can. No Asian can. No Hispanic can. African-American experience is based on skin color. It is. Everybody knows that. Some African-Americans love their country very much. And some hate their country very much. But I can't generalize about why that hatred comes about. But I can tell you a story about perhaps the most famous American dissenter. I don't believe she hates her country. But Michelle Obama is on record saying, for the first time, I'm proud of my country. Remember that soundbite? When something went right in the Obama administration. Now, Michelle Obama was raised in a lower working class home as far as economics are concerned. I've studied her because I'm fascinated by her. And she was very nice to my young daughter. Went out of her way to be nice. The first lady did. And after that, I said, I'm going to look into this, all right? Because, you know, she's a little strident sometimes. So Michelle Obama was raised in Chicago, and her father was a janitor, a school janitor, I believe. And her mother worked but was primarily a homemaker. And, and they didn't have much. Um, and when you're a janitor in a school and you're black, that's not an easy road. I think we'll all agree, no matter what color you are but particularly for an African-American. So the family stayed together, and Michelle Obama prospered because she's very smart. And she got her entire education paid for, including law school, right, by the system, the evil system, according to the American haters. And along the way, she met Barack Obama, who was in not quite the same circumstance, but similar in the sense that Barack Obama was raised by his grandparents in Honolulu. His mother was a loon. His father deserted the family, okay? And he had more than Michelle Obama did, but not a lot more. Public high school kid, and then rose up, and his whole education was paid for by the evil American taxpayer. And now, he's a former president of the United States. Now, Michelle Obama carries with her her experiences as a child, and so does everybody. Everyone in the world does. And she saw a lot of bad stuff that her mother and father were subjected to, and perhaps she herself. So I'm not quick to condemn any of that. Overall, in my opinion, and I'm, I'm probably um, out of line for giving it, I think America has been very, very excellent for Barack and Michelle Obama. If I were them and I had achieved what they have achieved, and now they're approaching $100 million in assets, I think I'd be pretty grateful. But you don't hear a lot of that out of the Obamas because their constituency is a grievance constituency, like the three women we put up. See, I, I, Behar's a different animal, but I wanted you to hear, because she is a genuine hater. She hates people who aren't progressive. But the other three, they hate the country. Now, they'll say, oh, no, I just want to make it better. No, you don't. Okay? No, you don't. You demonize 
uh, white people. Uh, you uh, do whatever you can to besmirch people who think that America is a noble nation. Even people like me who back it up with an incredible amount of facts, just read my books. Just read my books. All right? So this hate machine has become so dominant in America. And if you fight it, if you go up against the hate machine, you get just torn apart in social media and banished in some cases by the big media companies. So that's what's driving a lot of this kind of drastic change for the worst that we are seeing, the hate America industry. I still believe that most Americans love their country and think it's noble. I've made a very good career out of taking that point of view, and I have a lot of people with me. You don't stay number one on the New York Times bestseller list for nine weeks if you don't have a lot of people with you. And that's what happened to Killing the Mob, as you know. All right, let's get to COVID. So uh, yesterday, there were 338 deaths in the USA. That was down from the seven-day average of 552. So after analyzing the facts, which is what I always do, I wrote a message of the day today. I hope you read it. I hope you check in every morning for the message of the day on BillOReilly.com. It said, I am now predicting that the COVID surge we are seeing will subside in the fall. I'm predicting that. As you know, if you're watching for many years, my prediction is pretty darn good, I have to say. Not 100%, but 90 Now, what do I base that on? I base it on... Right now, there are about 60% of adult Americans, that's over the age of 12. They're not adults, 12 to 18, but I'm, I'm lumping them all in. That are vaxxed or partially vaxxed. Six, zero. Once that reaches 75%, then you have a mass immunity level that suppresses the virus. The virus can't spread as much as it has now in the last couple of months. Because right now, the virus spreads to unvaccinated people. 95% of those in the hospital today are unvaccinated. So when you get that up to 75%, we're 15% away. It's hard for the virus, no matter what variant it is, to spread. This is a block. The vaccine blocks the spread of the virus. Not 100%, as we've always said, but 90%. So that's why there's so much pressure to get the other 15% that we need in this country vaxxed. But you're seeing in states like Mississippi and Alabama and Louisiana, you're seeing because the COVID is so bad there now, a rise in vax. That's what's necessary. And this is all fact-based analysis. Now, you anti-vaxxers, I've said from the very beginning, you have a constitutional right not to cooperate. But you're not helping out. You're not. And I looked into, is any vax person die? Anybody die from taking a vaccine? I can't find one case. Now, some people have gotten sick, but not many. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. 
The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. All right, now, uh, as you may know, United Airlines, if you want to work for them, you got to be vaccinated. But the other three big airline companies, Delta, Southwest, and American, say no. If you work for us, you don't have to be vaccinated. However, if any new hires for Delta have to be vaxxed. So this is an interesting split. All right, because you've got people packed in the planes. United says, we don't want to deal with health issues, so all of our people have to be vaxxed, so you can't work for us. But the other three say, you don't have to be vaxxed. And a lot of that's union pressure. So unions don't want mandatory vaccinations, vaccinations. Okay, so wild spending. Inflation's out of control, that's, and the Biden people, as we talked about top of the broadcast, are very, very worried about that. So while salaries are going up for workers, inflation's going up more. So working Americans are making less. Okay? And that's a, those are the facts. Those are the stats. Inflation's going up, 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 up. And the reason is the government's spending so much money. But the Trump administration, four years, all right, they spent $7.8 trillion. Okay? Biden may double that into the 15 million range. Because right now, Biden proposed spending one year. One year, 4.5 trillion. So you do the math and you're double what Trump did. And Trump spent like crazy. And the reason he said he did, and we'll get into this in the history tour, the reason that President Trump said he had to spend was to get out of the bad Obama economy. That'll be an interesting discussion between me and Donald Trump. And again, this is what I'm doing here with the Trump O'Reilly History Tour. Go to BillOReilly.com. The four dates, Lauderdale, Orlando, Dallas, Houston in December. You Believe me, this is an experience of a lifetime. So if you're wavering about it, go. And if there's a problem with anything, you'll get a refund. We're not going to hose anybody. Okay, so um, in order to pay for the $4.5 trillion in one year that Biden wants and that he may get, I hope not, I hope not, that he's already got the trillion for infrastructure. Now he wants 3.5 more. He's got to raise taxes. But this just came in today. 
federal taxes, that's money received from you and me, record-breaking in July. The feds got a record amount of money. Federal taxes record July. Real federal spending is up 48%. Okay, that's Biden. His spending is up 48%. But tax receipts, all right, in one month, three and a half trillion. Wow. But the government spending, six trillion. <laughs> now, all of this will go down because, you know, Biden wants to get this money out there so you reelect the Democrats. That's what it was doing. This is just unbelievable. So, 3.3 trillion in taxes were collected in this quarter, um, according to the Treasury. I mean, it's just staggering. They want more. They want to double it. And that will keep everybody dependent on the government. Okay. So there's a Fox poll. Fox polls are not reliable. As you know, um, I don't know why, but they're not. But in the uh, methodology, is 41% Democrat, Republican 43. It's the first poll I saw that has more Republicans than Democrats. Independent 16. Question was, are you concerned about inflation? 86% of Americans say yes. 14 say no. Who are those people? They don't know what inflation is. All right, who's responsible for rising prices? COVID, 86%. Government economic policy, 79%. Now, how can COVID be responsible for rising prices? I really don't know how COVID's responsible. The vaccine's free. Now, it costs a lot of money to develop it. And that Trump administration had to pay the drug companies, but I don't really get that. Anyway, that's that poll. Afghanistan falling apart. So while Joe Biden's out on the beach in Delaware, yeah, the Taliban's taking over. What does Joe say? Oh, they got, Afghans got to fight. Yeah, all right. I'd say the same thing, but I wouldn't have pulled out everybody, Joe. I would have kept 2,000 special forces there so they could conduct right, air cover from Bagram. Someday I'll tell you about Bagram. Interesting place. I spent some time there. This day in history, August 12th, 1990. All right. That was 31 years ago. The Tyrannosaurus Rex was discovered in South Dakota. Faith, South Dakota. So the most complete skeleton, they named it Sue, uncovered 31 years ago today. And this is a fascinating thing. So Sue, while she ran around South Dakota, um, 67 million years ago, wow, 67 million years ago, was 13 feet high. That's twice me. All right. Um, 42 feet long. Skull alone weighed 600 pounds. And this was a big bopper. Big bopper. You can see it in Chicago's Field Museum, which bought the skeleton of Sue for about uh, eight and a half million bucks back in 1997. So this is the anniversary of the T-Rex. And um, I love those stories. Imagine that 28 million years ago. And uh, 
There were no people then, so you don't have to worry about it. I know Jurassic Park, oh, but no, nobody was around. So take a quick break. We'll uh, back with the mail and the final thought of the day, um, what you have to do to help your country right now. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful a lot of anxiety, and it's gonna get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. Okay, let's get to the mail. Let's go uh, to Robert Elgas in Woodstock, Georgia. Bill, I like your idea of the states bringing legal action against President Biden for failing to protect them on the border. But I fear that Democrat governors will not take part. We don't need them. So um, if you listen to my spot on the Hannity radio program yesterday, which is posted on BillOReilly.com, I go into this. Class action suit brought by the Republican governors and and you know, maybe a couple of Democrats would do it to sue Joe Biden personally because he wrote the executive orders. It wasn't Congress that destroyed border security. And now we're all paying a price. COVID, narcotics flow into the country, two million migrants. Sue them. It'll go through the federal system. And that will rattle their chains. Believe me. On the message board, Janet, concierge member, direct access to me. Thank you, Janet. How would that work, Bill? Do you mean sue Biden personally for encouraging and allowing the invasion of our southern border? Yeah. Now, he's indemnified. But remember, he did this on his own. So what I want to get is this explained to everybody. You might not win it, but you have to cover it. It's huge. First time in history. Wayne, concierge member, what science, what science is being used to push a political agenda? Don't trust the science. At that point, it isn't science anymore. Okay, I blew Wayne's letter. He's basically saying, look, when a party, political party or movement takes science and then twists it around to advance an agenda, you don't trust it. And I agree. And that happens in global warming and it's happening in COVID. Watson Finger, Katie, Texas, Bill, the left was successful in dividing the country on race and class. Now it's dividing us into vaxxed and unvaxxed. Not so much green with you. Race and class, yes. Vaxxed and unvaxxed, that cuts across ideologies now. Yes, a lot of far-right people won't take the vax. A lot of African-Americans won't either. So it's not that simple. Albert Jackson, Goodlettsville, Tennessee, I think Cuomo deserves the Emmy he received when he was governor. He acted like somebody who gave a damn. Witty line. Danny, why was Andrew Cuomo not prosecuted for the many senior citizens he murdered during the COVID mess? 
He didn't murder anybody. It was a terrible policy that was covered up by the governor and his minions. But it wasn't murder. There was no criminal intent. Andrew Cuomo didn't say, you know, I'm going to let the COVID people back in the nursing homes and hope they all die. That's called criminal intent. That's why the Justice Department didn't go after it. And I don't expect the state to do it either. Doesn't mean the cover-up thing, absolutely legitimate. Absolutely legitimate and should be investigated. Stuart, stock market is not the only way to build wealth. Don't forget about real estate. Most people cannot buy real estate, Stuart. I explained this yesterday. You don't have the money to buy real estate. Apartment buildings are spec houses. But everybody can buy a few stocks and let the stocks grow. Uh, Janet, hey, Bill, you should gather up your family and friends and all move to Texas. Janet, it's not that easy to gather them all up. And I lived in Dallas for two years, working at WFAA-TV when I was a young reporter. And I had a great time in Texas, although some people didn't like me there. Brash Yankee. You know how that goes. But gathering up people, not that easy. Linda Marley, Brunswick, Ohio. Bill, love listening to the No Spin News. I'm so unhappy with what's going on in our country with this new administration. The difference between this and Trump is glaring. I'm going to get into that in a moment in the final thoughts. So hang tough. All right, if you buy Killing the Mob and Killing Crazy Horse, you get 40% off both. We put a little package for you. Summer Reed, I said you got three weeks. Have some fun. Learn some stuff. And the New York Times list came out uh, yesterday. We're number eight. Now, can you imagine this? Can you imagine this book came out on May 3rd? And it's now August 12th, and we're number eight in the entire country, nonfiction. I, and I th- thank you very much. It's a good book. I hope you get it. Word of the day, no cacophony. When writing to the No Spin News, Bill at BillOReilly.com. We will be back with the final thought in a moment. Hey, this is Vivek Ramaswamy. The media has systematically lied to you. The Hunter Biden laptop story, the origin of COVID-19, the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, or how your money's being spent in Ukraine, enough already with the lies. No more lies, hard truths only. That's what the Truth Podcast is all about. It's not standard conservative talking points. If you want that, go somewhere else. But if you want the hard truth delivered to you in a way that challenges you and will challenge me intellectually, you're not going to find anything like this on the internet. Subscribe to The Truth Podcast today on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. So I get a lot of letters, uh, and this is the final thought of the day. People say, what can I do? What can I do? I, I, I don't like the direction of the country. I know President Biden is weak. What can I do? And you got to self-correct. Because 81 million people voted for Biden. And, I mean, you can't, we can't ever let that happen again. Most of that vote was anti-Trump. I got it. I understand. Everybody understands. Okay? But now we got a weak president, a befuddled president, a man who literally doesn't know what he's doing. And every day I have to report this on and on and on and on. So we got elections next year, midterms. And Republicans, and they're they're no thrillers. These dudes aren't really inspiring anyone. But the same thing that happened to Trump has got to happen to the Democrats. You've got to vote against them, no matter who they have on the other side. GOP has to take back the House and the Senate. 
That's the only way to stop the madness. And in the states like Illinois, California, New York, you got to stop it there too. Or everything's going to go boom. Because you can see it, and if you can't, you're a ninny. N-I-N-N-Y. Thanks for watching Chicken with us over the weekend. Bill at BillOReilly.com. We'll have a lot of good stuff. New column on Sunday. And we'll see you on Monday.